Hi there. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers. And if you're a values-driven coach looking for a simple path toward more clients, more visibility, and more impact, this is the show for you. In fact, if you don't already follow or subscribe, please take a moment to do that now. For us podcasters, that small action on your part, it makes a massive difference for this show. So I want to set today's episode up a little differently than I normally do because it's such a fantastic example of what can happen often inside of our coaching sessions. The client comes in with a problem to solve. The coach asks open-ended questions to uncover the root of the problem. The two agree on a potential solution and begin strategizing a plan to move forward. And only when the plan begins to take shape do they realize that they're actually solving the wrong problem. So back to the drawing board they go. Now, I've been coaching for a long time, and while these sessions may seem like a big waste of time, I find them to be incredibly valuable because they help the client root back into what matters most and therefore recommit to themselves and to their mission. So this is exactly what happened for today's guest, Suzette Mullen, who's back on the show. Suzette helps LGBTQIA plus folks raise their voices to write a memoir, and Suzette came into our session wondering what extra offer she should include for her audience. And after a lot of discussion, we landed back where we began. Suzette committed to go all in on the offer she believes in the most, the offer she knows will have the biggest impact on her clients, the offer that might feel a little scary to put out there all the way, but truly the offer she's meant to deliver. Sometimes the answer to our biggest questions isn't to add more. Instead, it's to go deeper. I hope our conversation inspires you. And with that, here's Suzette Mullen. Hi, Suzette. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Hi, Dallas. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today. So here's how I think we should get started. I think our listeners are going to need a little bit of context, and then we'll jump into the conversation you want to have. So can you start by sharing with our listeners what you want to take away from our time together today, and then we'll move into giving them all context so they can follow along while we do some coaching. Sure. So I'm a book coach and I work with LGBTQ plus writers and I have a mentorship program for LGBTQ plus writers. And I am considering whether I should add a self-study standalone course to my roster of offerings and to see whether that would be helpful and how it would work with my mentorship program or whether it's not a good idea. So the mentorship program, let me share my understanding of it. This will give us the context we're looking for. This is a year-long program. So the investment of time is significant. Between you and me, that is the biggest objection that folks have to joining the Hive. It's not the price point. It's that a year, it's going to take that long. And what if something changes? So I get it. So it's a year long. It's a bigger investment than like a six-week course would be. So that's a piece of it too. Sure. Outside of the mentorship program, what other offers do you currently have? So I do have a one-on-one clarity intensive, which is kind of like a VIP day. Um, So that's even a higher touch offer, although it's a shorter period of time for sure. 
And I also twice a year offer a course called Foundations, which is Mm -hmm. really the first course inside my year-long mentorship program. But I offer that as a standalone course that is live, that we have coaching calls and all that, and that people can take, and then they can continue on into the mentorship or not, similar to what you do with Client Search. Okay, so... What I'm looking at here is you have VIP days. So I'm going to put the VIP days on the shelf over here. Mm -hmm. The year-long mentorship program, is it accurate that if you had your way, that would be your signature offer and the only thing you had to sell? Yes. Okay. And then the the foundations program is kind of a vehicle to get folks started to get them really in your ecosystem so they have an experience working with you and then more easily enroll into the mentorship program. Yes, correct. So you're asking this question, should I offer a DIY version or another course? What's underneath that question for you? Tell me more about the motivation behind that question. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. It's funny, as a book coach, we always start with your why. You know, why do you Mm. want to write this book? So I've been asking myself that same question. What's the, why am I even thinking about this? I think I have a few motivations and they may be somewhat in conflict with each other. So that's part of why Mm. I wanted to come on this so we could sort things out. I am a little concerned about the large commitment of the mentorship program, both in terms of, I'm a little less concerned about the financial investment, but I am concerned about the length of time, the fact that it's a year long and people are tired and people are reluctant sometimes to make that big of a commitment. I feel like I'm created some amazing content Mm -hmm. that I have inside my year long program And it feels almost like wasteful that not more people are getting to use it. And so there's a sense of having this great content and could I both offer it in a different vehicle or container and, you know, which would be helpful for other people and also be helpful for me, right? To have, to repurpose this work that I've done. So I think some of that is what's going on. And so, I mean, ultimately, I think it's, would it be useful to have sort of a, another path for people to work with me? So I have the one-on-one VIP, I have the long, the 12-month mentorship program, and then this would be like a self-study path. And it would use, at least as a starting point, some of the content I've already created and maybe be, be an easier jump for people to get to make progress on their book. I'm going to say one more thing. I know that the foundations course sort of does serve that purpose in some ways because it's a shorter term thing. It's, you know, it's, it's an eight week, it's six module, eight week course. And it really is intended for people at the very, very beginning of the process. So there are other people that could who are further along that might be able to take advantage of a course. All right. That isn't that. Yeah. Okay. I hear you loud and clear. Let's see if I understand. So there's one reason, which is if I had other things to offer that were a little bit lower commitment, the business would generate more revenue. So that's there. But then there's this deeper feeling of, there's some, I could help a lot of people. And there's some really good content in here that now is gated 
inside of this fortress. And the only way you get it is through investing in this larger program. And then that other piece around the foundations course, really meeting people at the beginning of their journey, it almost intensifies this. For me, the the word that's coming up is it's like, unjust (laughs) to keep this other content might be a little dramatic, right? But unjust to keep this content away from people. An idea just came to me. I'm going to throw it out there and then let's use it as a jumping off point. So one of my mentors, her name is Trudy LeBron. She's a diversity, equity, and inclusion coach. She has a year-long certification program for inclusive coaching practices. It's trauma-informed. It's awesome. Well, just yesterday, folks, We're recording this on June 29th. I think it's going to air in September, but roll with it here. She announced a shift in how they're going to deliver that curriculum. So up and and it was kind of the same reasoning. She realized that for some people committing to a year, their lives are so full that they can't complete all of the coursework in a year. For other people, they want to move faster. And then for others, they don't care necessarily about the certification, but they want the tools and they want the access. So Trudy's team, they are shifting to really modeling more of a university model where people can sign up to get a degree, right? And they go through all of the coursework and prerequisites at their own pace. And they're kind of paying semester by semester or credit by credit. So I wonder if there's a world where we could kind of model that idea of each module inside of your course is its own pillar, or maybe they get grouped together in some way. Then you could look at launches. This is where it gets tricky because you have to launch every one of those courses. So now list building is a massive priority. Plus you're like in launch mode a lot. But I just wonder if there's a world where maybe you pulled out, you've got the foundations and maybe there's a middle of the journey course, an end of the journey course, and people can choose their own adventure a little bit more. I just talked a lot. How is that landing for you? I'm curious. I'm interested to talk Mm -hmm. about that a little more. I'm not completely sure how that would work or how that would work with me also do, you know, this is, I'm assuming I'm going to continue the mentorship program. So I'm not exactly sure. So let's just say, let's take as an example, the last course in the, my sequence is called pitch and publish. Mm -hmm. And it is actually at the moment, because every, these are all iterative, as you know, you're, you're constantly changing things, but at the moment, I would say the foundations course, the first course, and then the last course, the um, pitch and publish course are the most robust and most unique and the most like high value courses that I have at the moment that are, that people can't find, you know, in a lot of other places. So let's just take that last course, the pitch and publish course. If I did what you're suggesting, I'm not sure how that would work. Is it a self, is it, I mean, I guess we get to decide how it would work. Is it a self-study? Is it just like you buy the course and you just go through it and there's no interaction with me? Is it a whole nother thing where they're getting, you know, monthly calls or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's a whole like separate thing going on? I'm not really sure about that. Yeah. It's interesting because even 
I went from idea to explaining it. By the time I got done explaining it, I thought, this is way too complicated. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Not for Tr- Trudy, if you're listening, it's a great idea. Go for it. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think there is something to be said about identifying, and maybe this is where we start, identifying where in their book writing journey from idea to pitching and publishing, like what are the key milestones? And when we look at those milestones, which one of them do you feel called to build a course around? And then if we do that, what does that actually mean in practice? Because you've got to market it and how does it fit in? And is it supposed to lead into the bigger program? So we've got to work that out. But let's first just take a look. Let's spell out the journey to identify where courses could live and then see where that takes us. So the journey that I currently have set up inside Write Yourself Out, which is the journey, is there are four core courses and they represent the four core steps along the way. So there's the foundations course, which is really getting clear on what is the book that you're writing? Who are you writing it for? What's the main point you want to make? And just getting clear on the structure and the genre and all that. That's the foundations course. Then there's a second course, which is the first draft course. And that is all about getting the words on the page. And it's got a lot of craft information and, you know, and just sort of encouragement about like not getting stuck in perfectionism and all the things that it's about getting it on the page. And then the third course is about revision. So once you have that first draft, how do you then take what you have to turn it into a manuscript that is ready to either publish, self-publish or hybrid publish or pitch to Mm -hmm. agents and editors. And then that fourth course is all about that process of what do you do once you have a completed manuscript, um, the options for publication, and then going through particularly, it's, it's particularly meaty on the what we call traditional publication side, which is when you're pitching to agents and editors. And it goes through that entire process in a lot of detail. And it's all geared. It's useful information really for any writer, but all of these courses are geared specifically to the writers in the queer community. So I use examples Mm -hmm. and mentor texts that are all from queer authors in my own experience. Awesome. So there are four courses here or four milestones. As I look at it, it's almost like three phases in my understanding, phase one is to clarify it. And then it's course number two and three that are the get it written courses, right? So that would be yep. milestone number two. And then milestone number three would be pitch it. So does that feel accurate that it's it's four courses, yep. but it's really three phases? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So out of these phases, well, the foundations course already exists. So Is there a world where the first draft and revisions courses could be a standalone self-guided program and have the impact you want to have? Of all three of those pillars and Mm -hmm. steps or steps, I think that middle one is the one that is the most difficult Mm -hmm. to have someone really get the results that they want to get. I mean, could they get value out of it? Sure. But it's really, that's the one I think that is the least likely for people to really 
succeed in without some kind of coaching and input. Or at least a container, right? Because you're revising. First of all, you got to get the courage to get your first draft on the page. And then then you have to have the courage to rip your first draft to shreds. <laughs> and yes, yeah, yeah. the, the inner work that that work requires is hard to do on your own. So it yes. sounds like out of these three pillars, the foundations course is and could be a standalone DIY self-guided program. And the pitch and publish course could be a DIY self-guided program. I think that they could be. Yeah. I think that they could be. I really do. And they are, you know, at the the beginning and the end. That was sort of my instinct. If yeah. I were to sort of peel off a course or two from the mentorship program. So I'm imagining I'm an LGBTQ plus writer. I come to your site and okay, I'm just, so on your site, it's like, if you're just getting started, here's the foundations course. And oh, if you're more seasoned and you have a finished manuscript, go here to pitch and publish. If you're in the middle of your writing journey, the home base for you is the year-long mentorship program. Yes and no. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, and actually, you're making me think of something a little differently. I really do want the writers who are at the very beginning, my first choice for them would be for them to join the mentorship program because they could get, well, get the support with the foundation's material, um, mm -hmm. not just doing it as a standalone, but get the support with that. So I'm a little reluctant to say, hey, if you're at the beginning, just go ahead and do this self-study thing and yeah. then jump into what works very well in this scenario is the people who are at the end of the process. See, yeah. those are the people who it's unlikely I'm going to get them into a 12-month program because yeah. they have already written their manuscript and they think they're mm -hmm. ready to go and everything. So they're like, why would I join a 12 month mentorship for like, yeah. I'm ready to pitch and all of the things I just need the, I need the tools and the information to do that. Okay. So I don't know if you're noticing it, but we're getting answers to your questions. Okay. <laughs> they may okay. not be the answers you were hoping for. So we looked at this is just for our listeners now. All right. So the first question I asked Suzette was, what's underneath your desire to roll out other programs? We got clear on the why. And then, all right, let's take a look at the milestones folks reach through their work with you. Which of those milestones could be a standalone program? So we got clear on that. And then I said to you, okay, here's what I heard. People could start on their own here or they could finish on their own there. Otherwise, they're in write yourself out. And you feel very clear that beginners need to be in the mentorship program. So I yeah. think we have an answer there. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, 
the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. I think there's still a world where you could have the pitch and publish program be its own thing. But let me ask you this. What could be possible if we took all of our shared creative intelligence, resourcefulness, and motivation and funneled it into building your list and marketing the program that already exists instead of creating other new things? That's the big question. My instinct is that, yes, maybe peeling off the pitch and publish course would be a great idea, maybe down the road in maybe a year from now, maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I am concerned that if I focus on that, then I am going to basically be taking time away from building my list and building the program. I mean, I think there was this little part of me that was like, well, it wouldn't be a huge amount of work to (laughs) take the course that I already have because I've already, these courses all exist and now they exist in a form that is not, the content is great, but the production value is, it's first draft at the moment, right? Production value. So if I were selling the course as a standalone course, I would want a higher, you know, more professional production value looking. And I know that takes time and it takes money and all the things. But I think there was this part of me that was like, well, maybe it wouldn't be such a big, big deal to do that. And then I could have that as like another thing. All right. Here's what I think. (laughs) If I was the boss, let's be honest, this mentorship program is what, 90 days old? Four months old? Right. It's it's only... It's brand new. Yeah, it is. And all of it takes work, right? So building up this other program, like it's it's all work and time and money. And it's almost unfair to this brand new baby program you just created to turn around and, and build something else. I remember once it was one of the very first podcast episodes we recorded for this show. And the person who came on volunteered because she wanted my help designing a new lead magnet. And once we started talking, I said, wait a second, you do not need a new lead magnet. You actually need a marketing strategy for the lead magnet you already have. Her lead magnet wasn't converting. And of course, like our entrepreneurial minds, we want to go create something new. So she thought that was the solution when in fact, we needed to take that energy and funnel it into marketing. And I think the same thing is true here, at least in this season with this brand new mentorship. We don't even have enough information yet about why it does or doesn't convert because it it hasn't lived in the world long enough to know. So I'm going to ask, and I'm going to ask you to feel into your answer instead of analyze your answer. What -hmm. would be possible if we funneled all of our energy and creativity and intelligence into doing the things required to fill the mentorship? A lot would be possible. And I think that, you know, even before I got on this call with you, I 
think I sort of knew the answer, which was that, I mean, again, I see this with the writers I work with, you know, when you get to like a little bit of a hard part, it's really tempting to mm-hmm. want to do something else. You know, it's this, it's the shiny object syndrome and, and all the other things. And I think I kind of knew at a deep level that while this could be a good idea at some point down the road, that this is probably not the right time. I have a few other things on my plate this year. I have a book coming out. I've launched this new mentorship program. And Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I mean, I think that the time that I would be taking to, you know, make this course look beautiful and I still have to build the list no matter what. Right. So exactly, I would have to build the list for the new course. And I, it's the same mm. list building for the, for the mentorship program. And I mean, I guess the only other thing, and I don't know if we have time sure. for this, if we don't, I'm sure you'll tell me, but is, well, let's put this to the side, this big idea about peeling off one of the courses would it make sense to spend a little bit of time to build like a mini course that would be sort of in between my lead magnet, which is a the Write Yourself Out Roadmap, which is a free roadmap that helps people take some, make some traction on the steps along the way to writing their memoir. And would it make sense to spend a little time to have like the, a little mini course that might mm-hmm. lead to encourage people to the mentorship because the foundations course, I only offer that live twice a year. So there's all the other time that there isn't anything in between freebie and 12 month program. Well, there is. And that's the wonderful free content you're putting out all the time. And there's nothing that you can accomplish with a mini course that you can't, when it comes to helping people move up that awareness ladder so they're more ready to invest, paying $100 for a mini course, paying $29 for a mini course doesn't prepare someone to invest in, in a year-long mentorship program. So that just, it's kind of, it's almost faulty thinking. So why then, why not just put the energy you'd put into a mini course into the content that you're putting out there in the world to build your list and nurture the hell out of your list so that they can move into the program that you put so much intention into. And through this conversation, it's been revealed, you believe is the best way to help people. And then if you really wanted to, I gave myself this challenge. I've, I'm three days in and I'm three days consistent. <laughs> this actually happened on a hive call. You weren't there. You were uh, traveling, but one of our members was just feeling kind of stuck. She said, I have all of the systems in place for the medium game and the long game. And I feel really good about that. And it would be great to get two clients yesterday. So we thought, all right, what can we do to generate clients now in live on the call? Everybody thought of someone that they could invite into a sales call, myself included. And we DM'd or emailed them right then and there on the call. And it was really cool, just even in myself, to see what that felt like, but to see the energy yeah. on the call shift. So what if part of your marketing plan, you've got a mailing list of around 300 people. That's a year's worth of individual invitations. You could play the game of inviting a person a day. And I'll tell you, the person I invited replied back and said, no, thank you. Go away. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
But then someone else came out of the woodwork two days later who's a perfect fit for the hive and enrolled. So there is something about that energy. So what if we just became so disciplined that all roads led to write yourself out and you let that program really be what it's meant to be? Yeah. I mean, yes. Damn it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you for reining me in. I was on a call with a number of other book coaches last week, and we were highlighting three book coaches um, Mm -hmm. and their progress. And one of them was Danny, who is Mm -hmm. in the hive. And um, is it okay for me to say her last name? Yeah, she's been on the show a couple times. So we're talking about Danny Danny Abernathy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. who is like, you know, has just, it's just been on fire. She was talking about what she had done in the last six months and what was so clear and it was true for the other two coaches also was that how focused she was, how she had gone all in on this one thing and she had let go of other things. Mm -hmm. And I heard that the message came through loud and clear And it's still so hard for me to, I feel like I'm very focused on, you know, who I want to serve and all those things, but to let go of, you know, all the other things. And I mean, I want to be like Danny. (laughs) I want to be like Danny. (laughs) Now now we're going to find out if she listens to the show. We'll see if she mentions. (laughs) Right. I want to be like Danny when I grow up. So I think that this has really, really been helpful because I need to be corralled occasionally and I go off on these things. And one of the things I wrote down in my, I've got my hive journal here. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) is I wrote down no new courses like that. I'm going to be a student in, like I am not signing up for any new courses Mm -hmm. for like a year because I have to just stay focused on the things that I already have in front of me. I think this is such an important message and it's something that we all manage and deal with and struggle with for different reasons, right? Part of it is it's fun to make new things. So there's the fulfillment that we get. And then there's that little, even if it's a sliver, right? That little fear that if I go all in on this one thing, what if this one thing isn't the thing? And then I'm going to have to start over. So there, that fear plays in. It's present for all of us. But I think it's such a beautiful act of self-love to trust yourself enough to find out right? To really pour yourself into the thing you want most to grow and let it happen. I mean, it irony. I wrote a whole book about, you know, not playing it safe. And, <sighs> and you know, I, and I can mm-hmm. see how this idea is kind of a bit of a play it safe thing. I, right. I think that underneath it is what if the mentorship program doesn't fly the way mm-hmm. I want it to. And so I want to have these other, op- you know, I want to keep my options open. And it's not that I can't do some other things at a different point, but the idea of just, you know, trusting and going, I know that this is, it's already working yes. for the writers who are there. I know that this model works. I know that writers need time Mm -hmm. and space. And that's why I went in with a 12-month program instead of a six-month program. I was tempted to do six months because it is easier for people to commit for six months. But I knew six months wasn't going to get people where they needed to go. So 
All right. Okay. So here's where we're going to wrap this up here. <laughs> we're going to go all in on the Write Yourself Out mentorship program. Just in the next 90 days, okay, what does, how will you know in 90 days that you went all in? And I want to be really clear, going all in doesn't necessarily mean doing more things. It's like focusing though. So 90 days from now, what would you like to celebrate doing as a sign that you're going all in on Write Yourself Out? I think it would be that I have develop the list building habits. Well, okay. A few things. One is it would be blocking out more time to spend time on the hive content on list building. I mean, I've been in there, but like block out time and go all in and then really develop, implement, develop Mm -hmm. and implement, you know, the slow burn list building habits, the, Mm -hmm. all of those things that I, I know I've been delivering consistent content now for a while, but I haven't been like people are following me on Instagram, but I haven't, I don't have the habits in place to follow up with them and all of those things. So I think it will just be, I was listening to your podcast actually today, the one that that was came on and you were talking about, you know, the slow burn and just the unsexy things, prioritizing those things. Totally. So what I'm thinking is 90 days from now, you and I will check in and you will be able to confidently report, I've got my lazy list building habits down. They're all happening and not just yesterday, like they've been happening now. That's such a measurable goal and it will be really fun for you to see what reverberates from those simple actions. If it feels aligned, I would love to layer in, and we can gamify this, but some sort of, I'm going to put myself, I'm going to put the Write Yourself Out program out there five times a week with a personal invitation, whether that's to a new follower or an old follower, a former client, just to be in the practice of calling people in. That'll be a stretch, but I can do that. I'm really great at making lists, to-do lists for myself. Uh I am a little less great of actually doing the things on the list. So I I already have a list of people. I'm like, I need to follow up with these people, but I don't have a plan to actually do that. So, And I just want to encourage you to be explicit in your invitation. So I'm three days in with my, I mean, I do this a lot, but I'm really like, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge of reaching out every day just to see what happens. Cause I like to practice what I preach Mm -hmm. and the people who respond, even when they're responding with a no respond to my clear invitation. There's been a couple of times where I got a little bit wishy-washy. Like I'm reading an Instagram audio DM and I'm like, why am I still talking? And why am I chickening out? I feel myself doing it, right? So I'm like, I'm checking in. How are you doing? But whatever. Those are the people who I've not heard back from. The people I've heard back from with either a yes or a no, and the no's are beautiful. It's like such a relief for everybody. And then when I've said something like, You popped into my head this morning and I'm reaching out because selfishly, I would love to see you inside the hive. Here's why. And it's a different reason for every person. So let me know what kind of support you're getting and what kind of support you think you might need because it would be wonderful to have you in that program if it feels like it aligns. So it's just like, I'm putting it out there and this is a yes or no question and we don't have to play any games 
they feel clear and relieved and I feel clear and relieved. So just notice if you start to get, you're reaching out, but it's like super casual and not actually. Sure. Are you inviting them explicitly to a call or to apply or to take a specific action so that they're saying yes or no? Yeah. So selfishly, I really want you in the hive and here's why. I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. like, Blowing my cover now for everyone who's <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's right. True. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Every person I'm reaching out to, and it's I, they did pop into my mind. So this is what's beautiful about mm-hmm. it is right. you're, you're going to think real. of them that day. It's yeah. real. So then the invitation is: let me know what kind of support you need or what kind of support you're getting. From there, mm-hmm. we can schedule a call to talk about the hive if that's what feels aligned. So right. I'm like, ask, basically right. I'm inviting them to reply and tell me how mm-hmm. interested they are, letting them know that the next step will be to have a call. You know, I can do that. And I did do client search. So it's sort of a, a bit of a variation on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I absolutely can do that. Five times a week is a lot, but... um, You can do five people in a sitting. You can knock this out in 15 minutes. Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay. Challenge accepted? Challenge accepted. I love it. I mean, it would be awesome if without having to go through a webinar and all the things and all these other things to be able to add to the Write Yourself Out community in the next couple of months. It'd be fantastic. It'd be beautiful. And it's also such a great form of market research. So it's a confidence booster because we do the scary thing every day. It's market research because you're getting responses. And then you can start to kind of tweak what the message is, like what version of this message gets the most t- responses. And right. then also just connecting with your community. So there are yeah. more benefits beyond simply having more sales. Okay, yeah. so you've got a 90-day yeah. mission here. We're going all in okay. on the okay. beautiful program you built. 90 days from now, you're going to have all 13 lazy list building habits rolling habitually. And we'll see like five people a week, direct invitations, conversations about this amazing program you created. Mission accepted. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I feel more grounded and this was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. I'm glad. You're welcome. And for all of our listeners, if you feel inspired at all to accept this challenge, you learned everything you need to to make an invitation a day on this recording. So I hope you'll take me up on that offer. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers 
Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.